Good evening, ladies and supermen, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Tonight we are, oh wow, I just totally left this blank, but tonight we are, or today we are discussing uh, 2013's Man of Steel, directed by Zack Snyder, starring Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, and with a little Maloney in there for you. Um, <laughs> Andrew, this is, uh, the, the, this is the uh, final film in your uh, Reign of the Superman triple feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about the film or why you picked the film. And... I'm, yep, I'm going to do that. Before that, I would like to say that... Uh... I reject the notion that ladies can't be super women. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, it is. I was going to say I resent it. Okay, great. Oh, well, I think we just great. don't have them in our audience. We have ladies, but we don't have any super women. Uh, I could be wrong. Feel free to shoot us an email if you are a super woman. Fuck out do you there. know? And and we do I'm, have and, and we do have super men in our audience. To clarify, do, yes. Okay. yes. Okay. Although Susie listens, she's <laughs> a super woman. <laughs> okay. So I I, I stand corrected. Good evening, super ladies and super men. Thank okay. You. All right, good. Good edit. Um, you'll have to do a formal apology to her at some point. but I will. I'll post something it. on Twitter. Okay, that'd be good. It, not until the episode comes out, so you have some time to prepare. <laughs> it would be yeah. good to do it far in advance. Just to prepare. I agree. You. Just get ahead of it. Get <laughs> yeah. ahead of it, yeah. Um, okay, so last night, Kit was texting us and saying that the movie was incredibly frustrating. And um, I had just watched it, I think, maybe the night before. And I I agree with that. Um, I've seen this movie, like, many, many times now. This is, like, a, one of those weird ones. There's a squirrel on my roof. Oh, he's, Hell yes. He's gone now, but that was nice. Um, I don't know. It's one, it's one of those movies that I keep coming back to for some reason. Um, and I think... So, anyway, it's frustrating, kind of... Very frustrating, but I also think it's not like it's not so insanely far from being a very good movie, in my opinion. Um, I think it's full of a lot of very good ideas, and I think it is striving at times very, very hard to actually dive into Superman in a very thoughtful way. Um, I know sometimes this movie is banging the audience over the head with you know the all the sexual imagery. Um, I mean, Superman. Baby Superman is literally ejaculated from Krypton via a penis-shaped house. Um, but I think... Um, so I find this movie very refreshing because I think so much of it means something or is at least trying very hard to mean something. And I think there are levels of symmetry and them, th- uh, thematic awareness that really aren't present in that many modern comic book movies, if we want to look at them as a genre. Um, I really do think... Also, that so much of this movie is very clunky. The theme of birth is woven into the shots and dialogue so much that it occasionally is irritating. Um, I think he spends more time in the Christ pose than Jesus did. Um, <laughs> but, but what I but what I love is places where stuff like that is hidden, like how the world image or the world engine is mimicking contractions, or how when he's being bullied as a kid and he's nearly in that like three-fourths angle in a close-up with his like right arm kind of parallel mm-hmm. to the ground and he's sort of 
gripping the chain link. And in that scene, mm-hmm. he's also, you know, kind of sacrificing a lot of himself in order not to hurt these kids who are being totally cruel. So there are things like that that I really love. So as far as this movie as a whole, I think it's trying so hard to be a Superman movie and not a Superman movie that I think uh, it kind of, they kind of forced the edit into something very unwieldy. Um, like it, it knows it has to establish Superman again, but it really wants to do something in a different way than we've seen before. And um, yeah, but like, I guess my, the way I would end this kind of opening thing is like, but does it ever come together to mean anything? And I'm not totally sure. Um, he's a child of two worlds, but then he has a rebirth as Superman. And that's, and then he's like, it's it's him and he's sort of rejecting his fathers, really both of his fathers, but sort of embracing his earth dad because he chose chooses to let Krypton die. So like, what does that mean? And so, uh, you know, every bit that this movie wants us to know it's about something very very important it also sometimes feels like it doesn't know what it wants to say to me and i could be wrong maybe you guys have a better read than i do um but um yeah that's kind of where i'm at with it interesting i yeah i largely agree um i mean you said a lot but i think the general kind of like thrust of what you're saying with uh for for me my thing was like the first two acts of this movie, I was really pleasantly surprised and I was really uh, like pretty into it because it seemed kind of like you were saying they're doing um, more than we usually see with a superhero movie in terms of like uh, themes or just, I don't know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting. And then I think for me in the final third, it shifted into kind of more of a what what you expect from your conventional superhero movie like sure. you know, cities being destroyed and stuff and it wasn't really bad um but it didn't it never felt like it completed what it started to me i but, think you know i i think there are things about this movie that are so just very clearly a Zack snyder movie and then there are things yeah. that shock me at how much they don't feel like they could possibly come from the brain of Zack snyder <laughs> yeah. um i don't think the dude's like a huge idiot or something, but I think he gets no. so lost up his own ass that yes, my God, um, that I think, I think things just, they cease to have any sort of meaning whatsoever. Now I'm, but like, there's, there's a, there's the scene where he's born at the beginning. There's like his, his biological birth. And then there's, there's, you know, where he kills Zod and he's born as Superman. And like, uh, I was watching, there's this really great, um, uh, essay, this video essay called, uh, a thesis on man of steel, um, that I recommend watching. It's very good. Um, it's not always, I don't always agree with it, but like he shows this side by side of those two scenes and like, they're so symmetrical, just like almost to the, the 10th of a second. And it's, that's difficult. Um, and that's, that's, that is, so this to me is like the most earnest attempt, uh, for Zack Snyder to have made like a very good movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I also want to say that like, he also can't help himself. And I think, um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms to this movie and one of the biggest problems with this movie is that like, I think there are times where like they undermine everything they're trying to do by 
have like Superman fly around and, and uh, you know, thoughtlessly contribute to the destruction of, you know, skyscrapers and tens of thousands of people potentially. So right. um, there are things like that where it's like, it's like that seems like so much of a response to people's complaints about like, oh, we don't get to see Superman do anything, mm. you know? So I think like people, like they felt like they had to make a, this, it, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure Zack Snyder wanted to also make like a big action movie, but it's just like the the amount of people that probably died from this, um, from the events of this movie is just like, it must be staggering. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's pretty normal for a superhero movie though. Like, yeah, it is silly. I agree. But like, like Avengers. Right. One. But I remember I, that was. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the interesting thing about that is like. The complaints, the complaint about that, like the, the the criticism of that was so prevalent that like the the for those for each of those franchises, the next movie in the franchise was about that, about really? collateral. Da- yeah. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Avengers is about. Largely <laughs> like the entire conflict between Tony and. Captain America is basically about kind, you know, that's what makes Tony into, a, you know, wanting to surveil the earth and wreathe the earth in, in satellites that watch every single person Batman style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I only saw the first two Avengers. So I, I know there's like the snap and but stuff. Like, but like more than any single event Avenger, I would argue like Superman is kind of about not killing people. So it's a little even it's even more egregious when I kind of super yes. when everyone's happy that only two million people died in this. <laughs> I I agree. And I think I think knowing that like because there's so many like uh the like kind of marquee shots where like Superman is just like uh standing and then there's just like a skyscraper falling behind him or something um and i think i think that kind of undermines um you know the moment where he kills zod uh because it's like well you yes you don't care about death so or life i should say well yeah we're well or certainly at this point in the movie we watching don't care about that family of four that's about to get burnt to a crisp. But after we know, yes. So I that a million people just died. I agree. I, yeah. So I think that's I think that's a that's a that's a pretty significant problem for this movie. I also think that like man, if they had just had because I, I I don't have a problem with like you know because this movie is sort of he's sort of discovering himself, and so I could see there being a moment where like. He, they start having, you know, a battle in a city or whatever. I mean, there is there is precedent for this to be happening in the middle of a city. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fine. But you just you have to find a way to acknowledge it. You have to have Superman trying to do something about it. Right. Well, uh, and like uh, su- su- the Donner cut that we watched, I think. Uh, yeah, I think Kit or you pointed out how he like looks back in his laser or no, it was Superman returns his, his laser returns, eyes. Yeah block those debris the blocks the debris mm-hmm. from flying into the street on yeah. yeah so if he had been doing something like flying all over like crazy like trying to save everybody <laughs> yeah. he probably would have felt a lot more of the urgency or yeah Even because if he i couldn't save everybody because the the zod you know tell that to zod snap neck has become like a it was a meme for a while i don't know if it's still out there but um you know i think that 
and people hated that. They hate that Superman kills Zod. I think it. Hmm. For, I think it rules. I just think that the 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 movie doesn't support it in the way that it needs to be supported. So, anyway, I think there that that's what I mean. I think by um, you know Zach. It, so in some ways, I think Zack Snyder is like he was almost the right person to do this, um, but he just couldn't get out of his own way. Um, so where does and I actually. I do want to get to Kit, uh, but just like, well, actually for both of you, I guess, both of you have seen most of the superhero movies that have come out. Where would you rank like Man of Steel with like your Marvel, favorite Marvel movies or DC movies? Or I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's very high. I, I would, okay. I, <laughs> I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've seen this movie. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. I really do. I like it. I just know that it's got it's 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 got some serious issues. Yeah. Um. But I I think you know in in contrast to the movies that we've watched so far, not so much Superman Returns, I guess, but like just thinking about Superman two, um, this feels like a movie that is made by somebody who doesn't think the thing they're basing the movie on is fucking stupid. Hmm. You know? So yeah. I, I just, so, you know, um, I think it's ambitious as hell. And I think, yeah, I think, I think they're they're They think it's worthy of the amount of thought they're, they're attempting to put into it, but it's just like, this is David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder. Like David S. Goyer is a bad writer. Mm-hmm. Like what else has he done? Tons of superhero Jump. movies. He's okay. he's jumper. he was he was jumper. he was okay. yeah jumper. He was on like he was on uh, the ba- Nolan's Batman movies, but I think he only has like a story credit. Okay, yeah, interesting. Well, and you know, there's already a lot of Batman stories out there. Same with exactly. this, like the stuff that we're attributing that we're like, it's really cool how Zack Snyder thought about this. I see what you mean. It's really could. It, I think it's really good these like, pre-existing Superman stories he chose to take inspiration from. I understand, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I co- totally agree with you. But I think they are. I think the thing that they are doing that at least the previous movies haven't done is they are exploiting the. They're trying to exploit the imagery to like its fullest. Yes. Um, I like the idea of a like a super serious Superman movie where mm-hmm. the the music is constantly like the movie is constantly building to a crescendo. I like the idea of presenting mm-hmm. Superman as a Greek god and um and mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. compose shots as if they are paintings. And, you know, you know, it's just like you you watch so many movies and it's like it's not it's not like I think every movie made has to, um, you know, like every shot has to like mean something and have some sort of symbolism buried inside of it or whatever. Like, I I don't I don't think that's a fair I don't think it's fair to to think that every movie should be a masterpiece. But I love the idea that somebody tried to make a Superman movie into a masterpiece. I think that's awesome. And Kit, you said you didn't really have many thoughts on the film. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I took so many notes. Like, it took me, like, at least four hours to watch the movie. Um, and I related very much to what Mike said 
where you were like the first couple of acts I was like engaged in it and then like by the second half of the movie I'm that whole time I was just like uh, please can this end my and by that I mean my life um, <laughs> and I was thinking last night about like what there's a metaphor for there's some image that, like this and this is how I describe this movie now I don't ski um I've done snowboarding, but I'm, I'm going to use skiing. To me, it's like you've, you, you're, you're learning to ski. You've been doing it all day. You're doing pretty good. And you're like, I'm going to go up to the like way harder like course. And I'm going to do that run. And because like how hard can it be? I'm doing pretty good. This is getting really easy. And you go up there and you start and you're like, you immediately are like, okay, uh, this is maybe won't be good. Um, and you're like, you're kind of wobbling and you're getting scared. You might like veer off toward a tree and you're like, holy shit. And then you kind of straighten out and you're like, okay, I'm doing okay. And then <laughs> by the end, by the bottom of the hill, like you've lost one ski. You're like balancing on one foot. There are wolves chasing you, an avalanche following. <laughs> it just was like I, I, where we started where I was like, this already kind of sucks, but like I can see. <laughs> Like, I understand I've made a mistake, but there's, you know, maybe I'll make it. And then just losing, sh just hope, just shearing off of you <laughs> as you go through the film. <laughs> um, just like, and I like, I, I did cry at the end of this movie. Now, part of it was, as I, as we discussed over text, the PTSD of previous Superman movies, her, the end uh, where she, her at the end of all of this, still thinking that Clark Kent is a different guy from Superman. Now, what I have been told is that Amy Adams does know he's Clark. He's Superman, yes. which makes obviously that's true because <laughs> she's met his mom. She's seen him multiple times, but there's such a thin line between. Yeah. What Amy Adams knows in order to understand that he's Clark Kent and what other Lois Lanes have known in order to not understand he's Clark Kent, you know. It's but a, it's I a think, bold thing for a Superman movie to just abandon think, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also the level of stupidity I have been forced to accept <laughs> in the films where she didn't know he was Superman. Right. It's like, <laughs> I honestly thought to myself... Oh my God! Is that why he was wearing a, a ball cap, <laughs> but in the graveyard scene, so that we would have this part later where, like, she didn't know <laughs> he's anyway. I, but that's not the only reason I was crying, and I, I did. I, I asked Lee, you know, like, why am I like this? Like, what's wrong with me? And like, why is this so frustrating to watch? Even though, like, as I've said multiple times. I think this is such a good triple and diving into these like Superman movies has been like a mind blowing experience for me. And as I also said last night, I think awakened my true purpose in life, which is to write a decent Superman movie or something. It's hard. Um, that's the thing. It's hard. That's the number. I wrote that down is like the moral of this triple is holy shit. Writing a Superman movie is harder than like splitting the atom. I think I think, <laughs> like... I, think I, I think part of it is like he's he's the most famous 
him and Spider-Man and probably and Batman are the f- most famous superheroes to people. So it's like you'd think and he's the first Superman. I mean, basically the first. Like Two of those guys are just guys. Right. Also. Mm-hmm. We, who are you talking about? Spider-Man. Spider-Man has powers, but I'm saying Spider-Man and Batman are. Right. They don't have to be. They don't have. They're not gods. Yeah. <laughs> they're, I, yeah. I agree. But, so it's like, yeah, but like Superman is it's. He's also kind of, you know, especially earlier iterations. And I think like the sort of superficial version of him that people associate most is the kind of Donnerverse truth, justice in the American way uh, version. So I think it's like, how do we how do we get what people how people view Superman into a movie that is actually worth watching? But that. That and that's the problem. That I think sums up the main problem with this movie is because you're right. And one thing I put, one thing I said at the beginning. So okay, so the, uh, it's going to be so hard to talk about. I took so many notes. Um, <laughs> so when we're just kind of like seeing him on a fishing boat and he's like saving the people on the oil rig, there's a shot that I thought was key. Now it's made by Zack Snyder, so it sucks, but. It's when he's holding that thing up and he and the helicopter is like, I guess we're going. And the helicopter, the shot you're seeing, and again, very poorly framed. So I had to watch it several times to understand that this was what was happening. Mm-hmm. But it's it's this thing starts to block Superman from view. And what you realize is it's the view outside of the hell, like from inside the helicopter watching him. And so it's the people in the helicopter leaving him behind. Yeah. And the and it and the the because it's Zack Snyder, the shot lasts for one fifteenth of a second. Um, but I was like, I really that's a great idea because and what I totally I like about it is it reminds me of the Gareth Edwards Godzilla, where my favorite thing about that movie, which Mike hated, is that Everything or almost everything is from a very a human point of view yeah. on Godzilla. Yeah. So like if if people couldn't see Godzilla, we don't see him. Like he and it just it made for such a like majestic view of the monster. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And I like the idea, like you're saying, of treating like one way to go with a Superman movie, maybe, is treating him in that way of like, what's the human view on superman and it's like you're saying he's right. a god slash monster and i think that's really interesting and yeah and even I think even like lois lane like shooting him like bigfoot and stuff like i was exactly i, I exactly. love that and that movie needs to start with lois lane voiceover reading her like in- investigating him that's where that movie starts. But that's like the fourth prologue to this film. I know. But that <laughs> that needed that that version of the movie is like, okay, our point of view character is Lois Lane then. And she's figuring out that there's this guy out there who's performing all of these miracles and she's going to investigate it. And this kind of shit that we see of Superman are these like glimpses of this bearded man. I also just have to note. He's so much huger in his scenes as Clark Kent than he is as Superman because he had to have his shirt off in some of those. And it is, it did 
just it did distract me. I'm not saying like the difference in his physique was like he went too far. Um, you think he went too far? I think he went. No, he went great. The part I was literally in the middle. He's of beautiful. Say, yes, I was in the middle of saying a note like I was like, oh, here's a very important thought about this movie. And then he came running up from the water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and his like titties are jiggling and he's like clutching a pair of socks for some reason and i was like though that thought is lost time i don't know what the fuck that yeah that he looks amazing i'm just saying then when he like shows up at the grave and has had him like this is a completely different man from the man we just saw running up yeah and he does say specifically like he his workout routine was most focused on those shirtless scenes sure not anyway anyway so there's that side of the movie, which like that could potentially be an interesting Superman, but it does not necessitate Zod. It does not ne- necessitate no most of the Krypton, any of the Krypton. Probably a lot. Uh, yeah. Prologue. Yeah. It, and again, yeah. And anyway, so then there's that. However, the other side of the movie, which I kind of think is the best part of the movie, is not compatible with that side of it. And that's the part where he is a human fucking being because he was sent to Earth and raised by people. And the scenes where we see him as a child, like this, the first scene where he's a little boy and he's at school and, and Martha's there. I was like, this is such a good scene. It's so well written. Diane Lane fucking kills it in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like. She's so great, and every scene that she has with whatever iteration of her son she's dealing with is, like, I was, like, so into it. And he is at his best when he's acting with her and when he's, like, smiling and, like, hugging his mom. And, mm-hmm. like, the later scene where she says, where she's, she's saying to him, like, she kind of is crying and says, I don't want to lose you or something. Like, like she's basically, like, eventually you're going to be long to the world. And then he, like, laughs kind of and hugs her. And I'm like, that so connects to, like, that's the boy that this woman raised that we saw in that older, in that previous scene of, like, he thought he was a freak. His mom saved his fucking ass. So did his dad. Like, all, like, just... It, it the care the through line of the character is so strong in those moments mm-hmm. but the rest of the time superman has no fucking personality like as soon as he becomes as soon as he puts the suit on i'm i kept saying like why does he talk like he's an alien he's not like yes technically he is but he is a human and he says things like what's i feel strange weak like and i'm like that's an alien talking Right. That's not a guy from Earth who's flying for the first fucking time in his life. Like it's And so all that stuff of like the struggle between like I kept wanting him to have a moment where like you know Zod keeps Zod says at one point I have a duty to my people. And it's like why doesn't Superman say I have a duty to mine instead of you're a monster, Zod. <laughs> like, which is what he says. It's like the last he, the last thing that Zod is is a monster. Zod is not a monster, and yes, he's played by someone I love. And I, but who you kind of so, looks like a monster. But you feel so sorry. I I do anyway. 
I feel so sad for Zod. Oh, yeah. When he for sure. is like laying on the ground, like realizing you killed <laughs> my, my, and he says, my purpose is to protect Krypton. Right. And you've taken that from me. It's like, that is so good. And then Superman, instead of being like, hey, I get it because I have the same fucking duty to these people here. So sorry. Instead, he's like, you're a monster. And it's like, it's such bullshit because Jarrell, okay, in the, go, go ahead. Take over. I can't. <laughs> I, I, Jarrell, there's an interesting idea with Zod that like Jarrell and Zod basically have the same. They want the same thing, basically. Yes. They just have a different way of getting it. And then Superman and Jarrell kind of want the same thing, too. But they have it. Sorry, Superman and, and Zod have a. But nobody, the movie doesn't, the movie just has, needs Zod to be a bad guy. So they I keep know. having people say he's a bad guy instead of actually facing, like, instead of, I don't know why they don't grapple with, like, Jarrell literally says, like, he's talking to the council of, like, we need um, um, this will ensure the I need your help to ensure the continuation of the Kryptonian race. That's literally what Jarrell is saying to the council. Then Michael Shannon Zod comes in and says, Jarrell, I need your help to save the Kryptonian race. And Jarrell says to him, who gets to decide which, you know, what which race survives or whatever. And <laughs> And then calls him a monster. And I'm like, that's just what you were saying. And it becomes even more fucking rich when guess who gets to to survive? Guess who's going to continue the Kryptonian race? Oh, just Jarrell's son. It's fucking, it's fucking, how can you call someone else a fascist for, you know, wanting to ensure the survival of their people? And you're like, no, no, no. I'm going to almost deliberately <laughs> kill all of our people except my kid. It's fucking kid. bull. What? Kit has fully slid into the Zod did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Zod did nothing wrong. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they would have um, put more emphasis on that. And I agree. I think just like, <sighs> there's no reason to devalue Zod because like the, the flaw in his design is, is always present. Like mm -hmm. we, 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 we understand that even though he's doing what he thinks is right, uh, that that is wrong because he's, he, he, to do so is to do something, uh, deplorable. So like we, 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 we understand, like the conflict is there and it's accessible to people. There's no, you're right. There's no reason to torpedo it with, uh, cliches. Um, yeah, it's upsetting because everything the movie does good, it undermines I know. itself. I know that. I know. <laughs> I, God, I know. It's like, it's, it's painful. It's painful. And what's but literally the scene, the scene where he snaps Zod's neck is like, again, I'm actually sad because I'm sad for Zod. Mm -hmm. I'm also like, I'm loving the scream that we get from Henry Cavill. Like, I'm like, this is working. And I, I understand why he would be so upset by this, but. First of all, they should connect that more strongly to the the, the 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 film has more interesting ideas than it's willing to fucking show us, which 
if you connect him snapping Zod's neck to all the times in the movie when his dead dad and his beloved mother say, we're so excited to see what you're going to become, like what kind of man you're going to become. Like you're going to be so special and you're going to be like, you're gonna, I just can't wait to see. We're, you're going to be so amazing. And what he has become is a guy snapping the <laughs> neck of the last <laughs> member of his actual mm-hmm. race. We don't get that connection at all. We get this scream, which works. And the next fucking scene is him fucking razzing military guys about taking down a drone. And again, it's another moment where he says, like, what does he say? He's like, I know you're trying to find out where I hang my cape. And I'm like, you became Superman four minutes ago. Why do you always already have fucking jokes about where your cape goes and all that kind of shit it's fucking stupid and then they have like you know the you know the one female military personnel be like he's hot and it's like yeah we know it's i hate that kind of shit in any movie but when it's like it's yes of course he's hot (laughs) (sighs) poor kit poor kit (laughs) i want to fix it all right mike what do you got (laughs) uh well i uh let's let me look at my notes here i didn't take a lot of notes i did just kind of kick back and watch this one um but uh one note i had was that one of my greatest fantasies is to talk about uh is to talk to amy adams about aliens so like there's that part where she goes to the bar with her story that the uh (laughs) you want to be that dude i want to talk to amy adams about aliens yeah um uh oh I, one of my notes was what the fuck was kevin costner thinking um so he just really really wants to instill in his super son like don't ever help anybody because <laughs> i know like i don't i don't i didn't i really I, you know i truly didn't <sighs> understand that was I too did, much i did i did have trouble with that as well i think what i, th- I think there's something in here about yes a, ch- a child um growing like part of part of him growing up is understanding that on some level his both his parents were wrong uh and him making his own choice both of them both of them yeah exactly like there are definitely i think it's a it's an incredibly complicated thing that they're that they are trying to do which is like Mm -hmm. establish dueling ideologies that are competing inside of this person and then this person deciding which pieces of those ideologies he wants to adopt that's that's which is a that's a person that's Mm -hmm. a real person right right there and that's that's an incredible idea um i don't trust i just don't i just i i don't know how much the movie is a like i said it has i i feel the movie is has more interesting ideas than it knows it has because i don't think that the movie knows necessarily how fucking stupid it is for jarell to say um, but that I guess he and Zod differed or he and the society of Krypton differed because he felt that children should have the chance to grow up and pursue their own destiny, make their own choice in life, figure out what they want to do and who they want to be. The next line he says is you are the embodiment of that belief. <laughs> like, I, and so in order to achieve that reality, I put you in a capsule. I sent you to Earth to be their god. Like, right? I don't know for sure that the movie knows that that is the dumbest. That that Jarell's a fucking idiot. 
Jarrell's here's another the second lesson of this triple is Jarrell fucking sucks and I hate him. I hate Jarrell. I think on He's some such an asshole. I think on some level the movie does know. Because I think that a, an important like I said, I think an important piece of this movie is Superman in some part rejecting him. So I, I don't I don't think it's that, not enough. Wouldn't I agree. It be cool? Go ahead. Wouldn't it be cool if he said like Okay, maybe this wouldn't be cool exactly, but I kept thinking like, is there a way for him to say, like, I'm Clark, son of Jonathan, or some something like, re- reject the fuck out of Jarrell, like <laughs> that's that's what I want. Reject Krypton, be like, I'm from Earth, motherfucker, and that's who I protect. Like, I know, I don't know, like especially because that's kind of what Jarrell is saying. That's what Jarrell says to. Z- There's a good line where Jarrell says to Zod, like, like Zod says, I'm, you know talking about genocide with a ghost or something like that. And then Jarrell says, we're both ghosts, which is like, that's a, that's a good point and a good line of like, Krypton's fucking dead. Move on, motherfucker. But the movie <laughs> wants to have those birds that wouldn't possibly work. So we can't have Krypton be dead. Yeah. And then I think, I think there's something too where if if we're going to labor the fact that like Krypton can be saved, um, the fact that they don't find a way to do it, like the find the fact that they don't find some compromise, kind of like it it, it sort of does it sort of does make Superman resp- like responsible for some sort of genocide on some level. Exactly. <laughs> I know that's the other reason that it's so crazy when he calls Zod a monster because it's like. Didn't we just see you using your fucking heat vision on people Zod's really good friends with? <laughs> like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, like, uh, and also there's this, there's the, um, you know, there's that MacGuffin, the Codex thing, which is like mm-hmm. all of the Kryptonian genetic code or whatever. It's all in Superman's, bl- and then that's just like, you have to do something with that. Like he has to I be know, aware you of cannot. it. You can't. They, and it it doesn't go anywhere. I mean. Like you they talk can't about tell it. Me. They talk about it, but Superman doesn't know that he that he's got all this genetic information inside him. He doesn't. So you can't introduce a concept that silly and then not even fucking do anything with it. Yeah, and I mean it I could be yeah. something where he's like aware of it, and somehow he releases it into the heavens through uh, <laughs> his S or something. I don't know, something stupid like that. Like there's there's a way that you acknowledge it. And it becomes some sort of like, um, you know, a cathartic moment or something where he's, uh, you know, he's he's finally able to embrace his humanity by releasing Krypton or whatever, something like that. But uh, yeah, they don't do that. And it's also I mean, watching this, it's like, I don't know. I know, like, I mean, I just think it's kind of dumb to be that into the survival of your own race. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, like that. You, you're that's... you're saying dumb of, of Zod, uh, or Jor-El, well, anyone? But here's the like... thing. That's that's kind of, but I feel like that's kind of explained by the movie to some degree. Like the whole idea is that people in Kryptonian society are bred to uh, their purposes to the point that they don't, they're unable to do anything else. I mean, I would argue that Zod doesn't so much fight superman after krypton is lost but he just like attempts to commit suicide but is it less is it less fascist for jor to be like no 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 
I don't want to start a new race of Kryptonians on another planet. I want to send one Kryptonian to another planet and have him just teach them how to be Kryptonians. See, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know that, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that Jor-El is meant to be seen as not a fascist. I think he's meant to be seen as somebody trying not to be a fascist. They, they show us, they literally have people say Jor-El was right twice in a one minute part of the movie. I th and I, I think, I think now, do I think that Jor-El is wrong? Do I think the movie's better if it acknowledges how wrong Jor-El is? Yes. Do I think that which of Superman's two daddies do I think was trying to protect Superman and had s their son's best interests at heart? Jonathan. For sure. Jarrell put his kid in a penis shaped ship well, and sent him to be the of god sperm. of it's another. More of a sperm shape. He shot out of a penis. <laughs> See, I was very confused by the sequence of ships in this film. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait, there's. How did this other Fortress of Solitude ship get here also can somebody tell me why the fuck super okay first of all we get another scene of superman sh hitchhiking to the arctic apparently mm -hmm. um why was he there <laughs> when he took her off of that helicopter i had many problems oh you want to know why he was there i could tell you yeah in the bar please do in the bar he's he's uh, busting at, he overhears two military dudes talking about how they found a spaceship in the ice. So he makes his way there. He's investigating himself. Like, that's that's why he left Smallville, is to go figure out okay, who he is. But that, that, we, that needs to be clear. Because I, I don't understand. I'm like, I don't know why Superman's on that. And also, it's also strange that. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What? What is it? Is it? Uh, what? What's not clear? I'm. I'm. Maybe I'm confused. To me, it's there is, not. There is a significant moment that where he is literally watching intently and listening uh, as two people describe the thing that he. But before that, even when we come upon him on the fishing boat, okay. it's like you don't not... know what he's doing. No, right, okay, and that's that's the that's the problem. That's where the two versions of the movie don't work together and actually work against each other. Mm -hmm. Is him being kind of a cipher would work better in you know if this was like Amy Adams POV and Lois Lane is investigating him and we get the flashbacks like as she's putting together the pieces of like who this guy is and what what happened from him happened to him, but. If the movie is actually like the other thing of we're kind of learning like what a s difficult like childhood he had and how torn up he is about the different, you know, sides of himself and what a difficult thing it's going to be for him to like reconcile these two things and figure out what the fuck he's supposed to do, especially when the guy he was listening to is gone. Um, you know, like Jonathan was like the guy guiding him but that but we don't know who clark kent fucking is like we don't that's why i like the martha scene so much is because i'm like i g at least see this person as a human being in these scenes like mm -hmm. I, but clark kent is too much of an unknown for me to enjoy him figuring out like when like when he sees her 
when they're on the soup on the ship together and sh- and he saves her the thing that apparently is the basis for their entire relationship he's acting like a guy who knows he's an alien and is like totally comfortable with that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean he's like he doesn't talk to her like somebody who is another person who grew up in america or like he's talking like i'm aware you're gonna think i'm weird and uh i'm gonna heal you and that's like the superman years into being superman like that's how he'd act yeah it's not and the the structure of the film made all of that character the character extra confusing just because like we're getting well after that scene you're talking about with him and lois like we're then we start to get the relevant flashbacks and like all this type of exactly. stuff. Exactly. So yeah. Like I can't believe that we see him. So that whole thing on the ship happens. That's and he's acting like, like I said, a guy who's very comfortable with being an alien before he's talked to Jarrell, because it's right after that that he like talks to Jarrell and f- learns his whole backstory. And just as an aside, the part where Jarrell's showing him like the animation of everything that happened fucking rules looks amazing Mm -hmm. um right and then after that we see him be superman he gets his suit first of all the two times he's revealed in his suit in this movie are the most under like it's so undramatic i can't fucking believe it like i don't care at all um but he walks out very nonchalantly in his fucking superman suit for the first time and he goes on his super lame (laughs) flight (laughs) around the world that I hated. And then it's after that, that Amy Adams shows up and he kind of reveals what I would say is the linchpin of his backstory for this movie, which is the scene where Jonathan dies. Like we get that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's where you realize like this. So this dude was basically told like, you have to wait, like you can't, like, because, you know, I presume because his dad was trying to protect him for the most part, that could have been clearer what Jonathan's motivations are. But I think it's like, I don't want, I want my son to be safe for as long as he possibly can, because I know what's going to happen to him, um, what he, what he's going to have to become. And his dad just being like, don't defend yourself. Don't show people who you are. Like, stifle what's special about you. Yes, in the interest of, of of protecting you, but maybe not the best message or at least a very complicated thing for a child to integrate. Um, and then his dad dies and he doesn't, he can't make the decision himself to be like, okay, so now should I be Superman? Like, Superman losing Jonathan is a big deal because that's the guy he was listening to <laughs> like that's where he was taking his cues so when we find that out that's like here's why i've been on the run here's why I, not on the run but you know here's why i've just been wandering around on fishing boats and sh- and you know don't know kind of haven't done anything i don't really you know like i'm just kind of secretly saving people every once in a while like i'm not superman yet like this is why i can't be superman i mean it's like truly like what he's saying is like i can't decide to be superman but we just saw him be Superman. Why did they put that scene right before the scene where we find out that his whole fucking thing is he just, he can't become, he can't embrace being Superman. Like he just flew around the world 
in a fucking red and blue suit. That's pretty fucking Superman-y. Yeah. See, and I wondered if they, they did it this way, like with all the flashbacks. I wondered if they did that just to avoid what was, even by 2013, like a very tired formula of like I, superhero origin story. I also don't think he's meant you're supposed to see him as Superman at the point that he puts the suit on. I think that that's... He could have flown without wearing it. Then. I understand. I think that's more... It's like... I don't know. If there's some because I don't think I don't think he's Superman until he kills Zod. That's that's. I think that's a fantastic read of this story, but way more credit than it deserves. No, that I'm idea sure that's true too. I think is way smarter than this movie. Like I, I I think I think, but I I think that's what this movie actually intends. It just doesn't do it. So right. I don't, I don't. I, that, I guess that's what I mean. Yeah. Is your interpretation of what the movie is trying to do is wiser and more generous than the film that we actually get accomplishes. I agree. I agree. That's, that's I, a I just fascinating want, I just, idea. I just want to acknowledge that I'm getting this from watching the movie. Yes. Okay. But you have so, to trim. I know. So, I know that. That. <laughs> If 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 this is a movie about like if it's true that what gives birth to Superman is him cracking Zod's neck, that is such I mean, that is like a psychologically dense, extremely dark take on Superman that I can totally hang with. That I think does fit with a lot of themes in the movie. It does fit with the idea of him possibly having to reject both fathers or the fact that this is a huge burden to place on a fucking baby or all those things. Very mm -hmm. interesting. What it doesn't go with is him like frolicking with gazelle in you know, Africa, <laughs> like, and like, like it just, <sighs> I think there's something, I think there's something in there. Um, because, you know, they, they go from some, from a, you know, a, a a place and uh it's it's all very low saturation and like we're finally there's something about him putting on the suit and getting a moment where he uh feels it seems like what's trying to be conveyed is that he sort of feels for the first time that he is himself um and like they dial love up that the, too so yeah i understand that it looks stupid but they don't do it <laughs> I but but I I think that's great too. It's like him. Okay, now he's like I've found out who I am. But because the movie also hasn't really established that that's even what he's necessarily trying to do. Like yes, okay, he overhears there was a spaceship that crashed or or they found a spaceship. But even that, it's like I don't see from an internal character point of view that that's something he wants. Like like we don't know any we don't know enough about Clark Kent from an internal way at that point or I think at any point in the movie to be like to even recognize him as like this is the character we're tracking like who's the main character of the movie based on the you know four or five prologues that it has like I know I just don't think we get to know Clark at all to to identify to like align our wants and desires with what his wants and desires are because we don't know what they fucking are like we don't know that I don't think we know at that point that what he's that he's desperate to find out like where he came from or why he's like 
we just have to transpose what we know from other stories. And I just think like another piece of the movie that it's like rife with Christ imagery. Totally fine. The idea of a fucking like Midwestern Catholic Superman. Hell yes. But he goes to that church. They pose him in front of not only stained glass of Jesus, but Jesus in Gethsemane, which is like (laughs) the most like, like on the nose, like hitting me on the head with a hammer place thing you could put him in front of for that scene which like that's fine whatever that's cool but then when he like gets up and he goes to the door first of all and this to me is where it's like the filmmaking is the problem like it's a super wide of the him at the doorway of the church and the priest and they're like kind of tiny figures they both have their fucking backs to us for what is maybe the most important line of the movie when the priest um says to him, you know, maybe you just have to take a leap of faith, which connects to what I'm saying is I think the main theme of the movie, which is that he can't just shit or get off the pot and be like, okay, I'm going to choose to be Superman. Um, I'm going to choose to protect Earth. Like, I have to just choose between my two daddies, like, navigate this my own place. Like, that's what, that's a very important scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's a super wide, we don't see the priest's mouth as he says that line. And we at least need a like tight like a close-up on his back as he's hearing it and maybe you see a bit of like if we're not going to see his actual reaction to those words and it should at least be like slight profile so that we get a sense like he's fucking listening to this and instead he like standing at the door the priest says that and right before (laughs) the cut he like looks over his shoulder back at the priest and then cut to the next scene and the next scene is his cape coming down which is a that's a that's a good shot, like where you realize he's like levitating over the over the military compound. But that's like there was no breath for us to even right. get the sense that like what he's considering and the choice he's making. Right. That's, I think I think I think to that point, I think that there that is like the most obvious indication of Zack Snyder coming from music videos. Because I felt yes, it's so vignette-y and like and 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 kind of disjointed because of that. Uh, it happened multiple times for where sure. it was like for sure the cut between like again the same cut between him snapping Zod's neck to then him joking with military guys and I'm like right why give us a why? second and I was thinking the whole time about Michael Bay where I'm like some aspects of this are like obviously this person has skills in this like. Air, one area <laughs> of making a movie but then when it's like making a story he's like it's like the a combination of like high very high quality in certain areas and then just the hottest fucking garbage in other areas that makes it such a frustrating experience <laughs> to watch because you're like god like how could someone have how could someone get in their own way this much and then also be like i agree with what you're saying in a in a way i don't know i might like superman returns better but in a way i think this movie comes closest 
to having a cinematic take on Superman that would work. And in fact, it might have two or three in it that would work. Yeah, <laughs> but, I agree. But they I mean, all work against each other, and it's just a fucking mess. Mike, you haven't you've said four words this whole podcast. Right. Well, no, I was yeah. Um, I mean, really, I think I think we're all three like largely in agreement on this. Like, um, yeah, that yeah. But I mean, I I I think. I had much milder feelings <clears throat> about the film. I generally liked it. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. I but I want to I, I want to read her just while I tell you to talk and then re- and then interrupt you. I just <laughs> I I also want to reiterate that I do I I like this movie. I agree with Kit. Uh, I think just uh, we're just sort of like on sort of uh, just just like on either side of the line. I think is where yeah. we are. Yeah, so. and I mean going in to superhero movies in general, like I'm kind of just like going to roll with the punch. It's, it's, you know, obviously it's different than the Sandler podcast that we did, but like, uh, mm, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm more of a like, oh, let's see what happens. And then like Kit has very like, you know, deeply like gone in and been like this, this is exactly where it's wrong. This is how you fix it kind of stuff. Um, which I think is good. It was interesting, but, uh, no, but I mean, as far as other notes is that I good? had, um, Um, and I guess I did, I understood what Kevin Costner was trying to do, how he was trying to protect his son or, uh, Jonathan. Um, but I still, it was like, it just went to such absurd lengths when they show us like the tornadoes coming and he's like, let me hobble on over to the car and let the dog right. out as opposed yeah. to you and then, who even as a normal human could like hustle over there, get the dog and hustle right. out and nobody would be any of the wiser. The problem right. with that and that kind of goes to the music video thing, too, because the shot of Costner putting his hand up and uh-huh. telling him not to come rescue him is great. Yes, like, that's true. It does move you It's because it's such an effective image. But then there's also shots of fucking Superman holding a dog while his dad <laughs> is about to die. And you just see like and that's the other thing. I mean. That's an issue with this kind of protagonist is he's not an active protagonist. Like Clark Kent is not an active protagonist. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know why he's doing it. He's just being pushed around by his two chess master fathers. And it's like that makes for a very like that's why another reason I think that like if Lois was our active like protagonist, our main character, then we would see we would be watching someone going around and fucking doing things. But Is she in Did, the uh, Batman versus Superman and Justice League? Yeah, she she is. Okay, yeah, cool. You're gonna have to watch those now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and I've part of why I've wanted to watch Man of Steel for so long is because I want I've wanted to watch Batman v Superman for a very long time. Um, oh man, that's so much. Yeah, See, that's when that one came out though. It was like like such a divisive, controversial you know, in like the nerd internet. And as somebody who was not even that interested in super, the hero, superhero genre, I was still just like, there's, there must be something about this movie that is getting, it was like when star Wars eight came out that it was like, there was like this massive, like split. I think, reception. I think, I think it's kind of the same stuff. Like, I think it's the same problems, maybe dialed okay. up. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's cause I feel kind of similar. I don't I would say that I like Man of Steel and I would say I don't like Batman versus Superman, but I think that there are things in Batman versus Superman that I love that I think are so profoundly interesting mm-hmm. and just absolutely lost by all the other shit going on. It is okay. It is a baffling movie. 
it um, seemed it seemed from the premise like um you all were talking kit was saying about godzilla how um you know it's basically this god among us and like doesn't even godzilla is not even really paying attention to the people bouncing off of his feet as he's like you know pummeling these buildings or whatever um and it sounded like batman v superman sort of took that approach like superman is seen as a monster uh and right. So like I guess Batman comes in to stop him. Yeah. Right? So know. it it the the opening of it's one of my favorite openings of a movie ever, but it it opens on Metropolis during the Superman and Zod fight from the ground and Bruce Wayne is there. Mm-hmm. Um so he his whole opinion of Superman is created by watching Superman kill tens of thousands of people. Oh, interesting. From a di- so- from a from a distance. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. He just sees so, these beings and he thinks that they have to be. I mean, it's it's great. Huh. I mean, so is that movie sort of a response to the the pushback or the. the yes, whatever, criticism I, do, I think I think it is. But I think that that is also an interesting angle. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it sounds cool. And yeah, that's just that movie has long been like, I'm just yeah. curious to see why. And they, they, they create, you know, Batman is sort of this. He's this embittered, you know, vigilante who's been doing his job for 25 years at this point and has gotten very, he hasn't gotten very far. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's very, it's again, a fresh and interesting take on Batman that still is rooted in what we think of as Batman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I think there's also a lot of the same attention to, you know, detail as far as like imagery and, and, and some of the compositions and stuff. Um, but, you know yeah again it, it all kind of it's it's there's dueling ideas and things that just don't quite add up yeah and then wonder woman's there <laughs> she's like, in batman v superman she is yeah yeah oh, mike okay. yeah that was her introduction it was okay see and i i saw wonder woman but i didn't see that or justice league yet i'm waiting it's for a, the snyder cut yeah baby it's a very <laughs> it's a very I, confusing thing that they did because i think i think what ultimately happened was they were supposed to make Man of Steel 2. I think Man of Steel technically underperformed. I mean, it made money, but it was like, oh, we thought this would be an even bigger hit than it was. And so it was like, okay, we need to get we need to get to the to the Avengers team up shit as quick as possible. Mm. So they make yeah. the second, you know, the second Superman movie is also a Batman movie and arguably more of a Batman movie. I think Superman has like they some, there's like a line count or something and he has like 20 lines or something in the whole movie yeah uh, it's very it's ridiculous so Weird. he's he's not he's not in it i mean he is he's always in it but he's uh so yeah there's, you know, it, like there's a there's a sense that they're they're trying they're trying very 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 hard to get to the justice league i mean yeah. it's called dawn of justice you know <laughs> right it's very stupid it's so weird though like as a as a an outsider to this like last decade where this was like all anybody talked about on the internet other than star Wars. Like it seems like when I see, when I finally see like Aquaman or wonder woman or now man of steel, like the DC movies are so much more interesting, but they're so messy. And it's like, even the franchise doesn't add up. It's like, Oh, well there's like, this is a different Joker. This is a different Batman. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just like this, a huge mess. And it is like the Disney movies. And they're so much less interesting to me. But they're so much cleaner. Like they, if they bother to have a theme, they're you know the theme does not change seven times in the movie, um, <laughs> and like 
I, I, and I, I think some of those movies are fine. Like I really enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that. But to me, those they're just there's so much. No, I there's think just a... not as much thought going on. But they're like they're better made. Uh, well, they're less interestingly made, but they're like more competently made. I guess is what I'm trying I, to say. Yeah, it's I weird. guess it's it is it is very very weird because yeah. there are incredible. Some of the set pieces are very like I I think one of the cool things about batman v superman is that a lot of it reminds me of like the kind of nolan e mission impossible e sort of like school of filmmaking where stuff feels kind of grounded in in the real world um and i don't think i don't think any of the marvel movies are even attempting to strive for that so there's a very there's a very like specific other visual thing that they're trying to do that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of, I think the, a lot of the movies are like that. A lot of the DC movies are like that. The yeah. parts where he like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want every, I mean, I don't really, I don't want every superhero movie to be like Nolan's Batman necessarily, where it's gotta be like the gritty take on the Superman on the, on the superhero. Like I like that we have a Nolan version of Batman and we have a Tim Burton version of Batman. I prefer the Tim Burton version, but like they're both, you know, it good um but like the parts of this movie that are just like him on an on a fishing boat and like him hanging out at the far like i find that and i don't know if it's just because like yes have i seen every marvel movie yes do i can i talk about them a lot yes but i i've kind of i think i'm between you and andrew where i'm like i I care because I care about everything, but I, I don't like give a shit if we get another superhero movie ever again, really, except yeah. for uh Battinson, uh Detective Batman. I'm excited for that. Um <laughs> But I am always at least with Superman, I'm so the through line of all of these is like I'm I'm so much more interested in the parts where he's just he's not doing anything superman he's yeah. just like well actually that was something i meant to say the uh you mentioned about the scenes with his mom with diane lane and um mm-hmm. like the scene where he's in school and he starts to sense everything like yeah uh and all this and yeah um but that scene actually like really got to me like he, he's you know he says like the world's me too. too big mom what's that me too. It's so well written all yes, of a sudden. Right. Like the script becomes the lines that they're both saying and the way they're performing. Like her line of just like picture an island. Like that's such good writing that it makes me wonder, do you take this exactly from the comic book or something? Right. <laughs> yeah. It was really. Yeah. It just it, ramps I, up so I high. I thought that was that was really good. But uh, was and, and was that the scene you were talking about earlier? Because you said a scene with his mom, but I think I missed. Yeah, that's that was well. The there's okay. there's the scene. There's this that scene, and then the way that it connects to the later scene he has with her, where he comes back somehow. Amy Adams. He went from the grave to seeing his mom, but Amy Adams in that same amount of time yeah, is like it's the it. next day at work for her. Right. Uh, <laughs> but she, he goes to talk to his mom, and it's when I think I just think that like the fact that he's able to like hug her and be like, I'll always be your son and that kind of thing. It just seems like it makes it feel like she succeeded in doing in protecting, like 
it it made me it was very emotional because it was like you see how uh, fraught his childhood was, and then how he is as an adult. Which in that scene, he seems very like. Yes, he's obviously he's still struggling with some things, but he seems so loving toward his mom and so like such an adult adult in that scene mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, it worked. Like she did right. it. Like she yeah, helped him. See, that makes me wish they had just gone chronologically because I would have been so much more invested in Clark and Superman seeing like these scenes of, you know, I mean, that's it, it, maybe it would be kind of a cliche story or hacky or something, but like just watching him come to Earth be raised by these two loving parents who want the best for him. So he, you know, he has to accept, you know, and then the kids at school are all mean to them, uh, him. Mm-hmm. And so he has to kind of like learn to accept people for their flaws. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, he it, then, and then the film, if it just goes chronologically, the film just like carries you into him sort of rejecting the Kryptonians and Zod mm-hmm. and then accepting people like, and he's going to, you know, be their savior and protect right. them. Which again, I know this is all che- sounds cheesy. Like you know, it'd be way too over the head. There's probably. a show, a television show you might enjoy. Is that Smallville or? Is that yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... And I mean, it's just like this because there's stuff in this movie that's like so affecting and like really well done. But it was, and I maybe if I were to rewatch it or something. But it was just such a jumble that like, and so there is that story, like the kind of the Christ story of you know Superman or whatever. But then, like, there's so much other stuff all around it. That yeah, I was, like, that's the thing. Of, yeah, kind of lost in it. That's a that's a Snyder movie. I wrote down that Snyder makes movies for rewinding to see what the fuck you just saw. <laughs> yeah. And then he also makes movies where if you write them yourself in your head while you're watching right. them, there's some pretty interesting shit going on. Well, they do this thing in the movie where they establish that his chess piece, like, it's not mm-hmm. an S. It stands for something. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's... Mm-hmm. It stands for hope on Krypton. So it's Kryptonian hope. So he is <laughs> he is Krypton's hope. And also he is, for humanity, the Christ figure. So right. it's just like you have these two symbols that are melded into one, which is cool. Like, oh, that's cool. What are you going to do with that? Oh, he's going to destroy Krypton. Right. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that whole thread, that whole... That but, whole Krypton, Krypton, uh, Krypton, half of the story, or like I don't know, one eighth of the story, like totally, it doesn't like it doesn't totally undermine like the great part of the story, like of Superman's story, but it really does kind of like it just con- makes it too conflicted to be like you're right, satisfying. exactly, well, exactly. Yeah. So the idea, the idea of Superman being a dual symbol is interesting. The idea mm. of Superman having to destroy Krypton is interesting. Those two things do not work together at all. Yeah. Especially, and then you throw the, his blood, that's the thing right. is it's like, that was weird. the choice that he makes, even, you know, okay, so I guess what he chooses is like, protect Earth, destroy Krypton. But in spite of the active choices that your protagonist is making, his blood still contains the right. codex of all Kryptonians. So it's like, you even stripped the choice that he did make, which was already compromised by decisions that the film made, by saying like, oh, but even though he did that, his blood's actually, surprise, the secret to (laughs) restoring Krypton. And it's like, we need to learn from George Lucas to stop putting shit in people's blood, okay? (laughs) 
does not work I as a narrative device. If they had like some kind of plans for that thread for a sequel, because otherwise, like you're saying at the beginning, like they kind of just drop that and, and nobody mentions it or. Well, the beginning, the beginning of the movie, the when, like when you, we're, they're in like the baby area, mm-hmm. I was like, is this like the Matrix or something? Are these batteries or whatever? And I was like, maybe what we were going to see was like that same system, but with like all the blood coming from fucking Superman or something. I like I'm just like. Was this going to be like an H.R. Giger, like weird? (laughs) Which I thought was awesome. Like the look of some of that stuff was very, very cool. Like on Krypton? Yeah. I definitely thought, I mean, I don't know shit about comics, but like it certainly looked nothing like any previous Superman. No. Like the fortress, all that design and stuff. That's the thing is like it felt like, oh, first of all, they actually felt like an advanced civilization it felt scientific like a society built on science yeah for sure exactly and also like it had its own peculiar aesthetic uh that didn't feel like you know you sometimes you watch movies and it's like especially i think kind of like older it becomes more apparent like the more kind of space you have like time wise you have between a movie when it was made and when you're watching it but like something is supposed to be science fiction or something and it's like oh that's just Mm -hmm what it looks like in the 1970s or whatever right. um so yeah I, that's one thing i really like is like oh krypton feels like a something that is that's a fully true. realized thing mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a future of a particular like imagined in a particular time mm-hmm. it's like that's interesting i also mike you said your n- new dream is to talk about aliens with amy adams i discovered a a new kink uh in this watch which is michael shannon ripping cgi body armor from his from himself to reveal a full-length speedo (laughs) that was was very cool can i i kept watching this yeah go ahead i just wanted we were just talking about like uh you know the this the sequel uh which i think yeah i think there probably was some room for that um to be explored the stuff with the codex but i wanted to i wanted to kind of dangle something in front of you guys do you mike do you know who was supposed to do man of steel 2 no after Zack snyder was uh i don't george miller really yeah that would be weird i mean so so they were definitely gonna go dark with it i guess i mean yeah well here's the thing because he he before all this he was doing a uh justice league oh wait movie. george yeah miller. george miller yeah what did you think okay. i said uh, i was thinking the sin city guy um oh frank miller no 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 yeah okay george miller mad max yeah that would have yeah. been awesome i know okay <laughs> i know what the hell would it have been yeah i don't know they would have it would have been not a superman Road, fly a superman. in a george miller movie <laughs> it would let him do whatever he wants that's what he that's what yeah. happened uh and could have been yeah. cool that yeah. would have been so cool do you think yeah. babe would have had a cameo Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the best George Miller factoid. <laughs> Just reminding people that George Miller directed Babe, babe 2. Babe. Not babe even Babe. Two. Yeah, he did not direct Babe 1. Oh, he didn't direct Babe? Okay. He he produced it. He okay. directed he directed Babe the 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 most forgotten Babe movie he directed. The one the one Lee likes the most. The weirdest one. Better. For sure. Babe 2 is a very weird and good movie. It's uh Please don't make me watch it. Oh no! You would not. You should not watch it. I won't be it. watching it. Yeah. I shouldn't have watched Babe One. Oh my gosh, Babe One is. Uh, I rewatched it as an adult, and I described it 
afterward is just like it's like just dangling a knife over like a cute animal for like an hour and a half. Yeah. That's about the emotional experience. It... <laughs> it's great though. It is good. It is. Oh, I love it. I love it. But it's just like it's like all of these adorable, lovable animals I know. in peril all the time. I can't even <laughs> it's rough. It's great. think about anyhow that movie. I got I'm the host and I gotta keep us on topic. Okay. Um so that was that was all of my notes. Um the only other note I did have I probably should have brought it up earlier when you guys were talking about just the Kryptonian, like the whole thing with like, you know, was it Jor-El? Is that uh, Russell Crowe's name? Yes. <laughs> Jor-El versus Zod, like uh-huh. similar plans, but like sort of competing presentations of like this ethical <laughs> thing. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Somebody, I think Jor-El in the hologram form or whatever, his consciousness, he said something what, that mm-hmm. like, the Kryptonians had been expanding and that's why they had these like little seeds on all the planets. Um, it's supposed to be kind of like a Roman empire. He mentions that they stopped. He mentioned that they stopped the space program. Well, and he said because of artificial population control, right. They they stopped expanding as a population. So they withdrew and then they went, they isolated on their planet and then they had to harvest, you know, their own resources and they went through all of that. And that's what caused like Mm -hmm. the literal collapse and explosion of their planet. And, you know, I just thought that that was an interesting like this is a movie that's flirting i mean as you've said i don't think they ever said fascism um i think it's pretty i think it's pretty clear that that's what they're it's just it's, they're it's talking about they're talking about blood purity uh well yeah well yeah like blood that. purity so. but i mean even just like in terms of, well yeah so like I, I don't know i just thought it was interesting to see like that's a that's a very i mean population control is one thing but like or artificial population control is one thing, but then also just like, that's a very, like, it's a good case for imperialism is like, you know, if, as, as you're expanding, I know that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then as the, you, the, as you <laughs> pull in and isolate you, it's the end of your, you know, culture area. And your that, speech, that's your like, race that's whatever. what I'm saying. It's just like the difference between Jarrell and Zod is like, Zod is saying, I guess I care about Kryptonians and right. like, like that it's just, it, are those our two options or our two options, which honestly, see, I don't, they don't, es- I, they don't establish other people other than Kryptonians except earthlings later. Mm-hmm. So like, what is, I don't know who Zod is even really being fascist against, but I do know who Jarrell is <laughs> imperializing right. or colonialized, you know, yeah. colonizing. So it's like, okay. So yeah, it was very it's very confused. But it was one in a string of grand ideas that wasn't explored to my satisfaction in the film. But sure. I, I did take a note of that. As soon as somebody said artificial population control, I was like, hello. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, that was my last little straggler. Um, did you guys have I know I know Kit probably has a couple thousand little stragglers, but uh I'm gonna try to only say the ones I have to say. Okay. The oil rig, here's what I really have to say. The oil rig incident is identical to the opening of The Best of Me, that Nicholas Sparks movie I was telling you guys about, where (laughs) the oil rig's exploding. James Marsden had to be in talks to be Superman at one point. Yeah, is trying to to save people. He gets blown off of the oil rig. He's sinking down into the water and begins to flash back to his childhood. <laughs> Interesting. You know, and so would that have been after the Deepwater Horizon thing? It was came out. Um, yes. Okay. 
This I was one, like, that movie was one year after this movie. Yeah, Deepwater Horizon like must have. I don't know. Screenwriters love it. Yeah, well, and it's I think it like it made a dent on the culture, but it was like I felt like I missed it because at the time I wasn't watching a ton of news or something. But anyhow, that's uh, that's interesting. Any um, Costner, I liked. I felt like Costner like he was actually trying in this one. But it was so distracting how much he, for some reason, now sounds exactly like Nicolas Cage that it really made me want him to be Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that would have been cool because like, Nicolas Cage was supposed to be Superman. At yeah, one he yeah. that would have been great. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, speaking um, of which, there uh-huh. the the one of the later the latest rumors is that is that Nicolas Cage will play Superman. Yes. Oh, yes. God. In the DC movies? Yeah, I want to see it so bad. Just like such a weird and stupid and awesome idea. Interesting. Like in he, the 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 trilogy that Henry Cavill's going to be in, he'll Nicolas yeah, Cage. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, dude, could not be weirder at this point. And at mm, this point, I think let's let's just see how let's go full bore. Let's see what we can do here. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see how messed up we can do this. <laughs> it's like the uh, uh, Frank Reynolds uh, style of filmmaking or something. Yes. Let's just get real weird with it. Exactly. <laughs> um, another great moment of just like Martha and Jonathan is when like 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 we were saying like for some reason the writing just like ramps up really yeah. well in those scenes from like from Russell Crowe having to say things like um my god Zod it's madness or something like like he has to say <laughs> something and I'm like I I don't think Russell Crowe can act anymore I, I don't know how someone's supposed to say lines like he has to say in this movie well but I mean Alec Guinness like figured out how to do it I guess but um but there's this the the scene where Jonathan shows Clark the the spaceship and Clark goes, "Can I? Can't I just keep pretending I'm your son?" And he says, "You are my son." And just like, this is great. This is such what a good movie this is for this little piece of it. <laughs> like that's so sweet. Um, I also like that they don't have that they just. His kid asks, like, what's going on with me? And then Jonathan's like, here, I'll show you. Like, he doesn't keep lying to him. Uh, you know, like, that makes you kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is, hey, on compliment to this movie, this is a movie in which Superman has to not punch a guy that he could fucking kill. And it works. <laughs> like, yeah, he like that that guy in the bar and like. It, the movie actually understands what how frustrating that is as an like it lets it I don't know anyway I just want to yes. know where all these guys are who are going up to people like Henry Cavill and being like and picking like right. is that a guy I know who the fuck would do that I know uh. um I liked all of the um like facial hair options for Superman Barbie in this movie mm-hmm. um also, as I told you, this was truly a cavalcade of <laughs> my favorite men on earth. Was that a like, pun? <laughs> oh, ha, ha, no. <laughs> it's, Henry, it's like Henry Cavill, Michael Shannon, didn't even know Christopher Maloney was in this. Also, the hottest guy from Battlestar Galactica shows up in the same scene as another oh, guy yeah. from Battlestar Galactica for he- some reason. Hilo. Hilo. Love him. He was great. 
um, in Battlestar. He didn't really do anything in this one except be cute. But um, oh god, I said to Lee, and Lee Lee treated it like a revelation. But I was like, I said, I swear to God, Zack Snyder wants his movies to look fake. And Lee was like, I think you're right. <laughs> Like why don't I also I just have to say I think like the action looks like absolute dog shit. Um every fight scene I was like nothing the only thing that I thought looked cool was when that lady when like Christopher Maloney's on the plane running away from that woman like he's trying to get to the cockpit to crash it and she just like bursts through the fucking wall <laughs> instead of like using stairs like those kind of T1000 moments that she had those were kind of cool. Yeah. Um, oh, well, okay, here's a question. Here is the biggest question of this movie. Do you guys remember when Amy Adams is shown to her cabin in the Arctic? Yeah. Why does she say that? Say what? Why does she say, what if I have to tinkle? Oh, yeah. Because they tell her she can't go outside and that, and they lock her in this room. Why does she say tinkle, I, see, Andrew? I, oh. I, thought, I thought it was like a joke. I thought she was kind of like joking with him. I think she is, but What's also she's joke? a lady. She's a well, lady. Well, the, the joke is like, because he, they've already like treated her like, oh, you're just a girl, you know? And then she kind of says like, but she didn't say it with enough like, you Did know. Did they treat her like a girl? How'd they treat her like a girl? Uh, when she first shows up, I don't remember what happens, but like one of the, I don't know, what are, whatever those guys are. Generals? What are those guys? <laughs> they're, they're all generals. <laughs> Every single yeah. one. Yeah. They're all, they're all generals. I love that. The, ar- <laughs> the army is comprised of generals and one private that they all have to share. <laughs> are they all privates then? I don't know. What... <laughs> no, they're all generals. Okay. In a, arguably, in an, army, in an army of generals, everyone's a private. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. either way, whatever the guy is, the guy that's one of the guys that's seemingly in charge. Um, he says he says something to her where it's 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 just kind of like one of those scenes where it's like oh girl is it here. Richard Schiff? <laughs> is it what? Okay, but but here's what's weird then if that is the tone of the scene, well the first <laughs> thing that happens to Lo- to Lois Lane is she gets lifted out of a helicopter by Clark Kent and placed gently on the ground, and I'm like, so then we're gonna I mean she had no complaints about that so. In I fact, think she what she like, should have done you. is been like would have had to take a fucking piss and then lets out like a like a nasty fart or something, <laughs> you know? Like I think maybe that I'm just that saying. Been cool. Why and did then... I have to hear Amy Adams say tinkle? And why didn't Amy Adams go, guys? I'm not saying why this woman does not say tinkle. But yeah. maybe you're right, Mike. I'll justify it. Although I like Andrew's way. idea, and then like the <laughs> guy, like then the general just like nods at her, like, "All right, you're yeah. all right, kid." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then he, and then he, and, and then he, and then he. Uh, and then he uh, pulls a pistol out, cocks it, and says, you know how to use one of these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need it around here. That's right. <laughs> we should have written this movie. Uh, uh, for sure. I just passed another note that says, Snyder hates to let me see what's happening. Yeah. Um, I think that Lawrence Fishburne is a really good choice for uh, this movie, but he should be Jor-El, I think. He should instead of Perry, who also Perry has a scene, the scene where he says to Amy Adams, like, so he's saying, like, I said, oh, and that he says something like that. Those leads you dropped. No. Yeah, because he she she comes back and she's like, I'm not going to do the story anymore, I guess, because even though we don't see this happen, I guess she was convinced 
like Clark's sad backstory not to investigate a fucking alien anymore. Also, he's very hot. Um, but he says, like, those leads you dropped, and I thought he was going to say, pick them back up. Like, and I said that out loud because I like to try to anticipate what the script is going to be. And instead he said, probably a good idea. And I'm just like, things the editor-in-chief of a newspaper says. Don't investigate this story well, the, of a fucking what? They were being pressured, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, he was the, getting the government pressured. Was, the government was telling them, lay off this story. Don't cover this story. Yeah, he was, yes. he, he was getting chewed out. Right. Again, though, He's the J. Jonah Jameson of the super of the Superman world. Like, right. why would you introduce like what does that say about him? Like, then he then he he's a bad guy. No, he's a company man. He's got a family to support. But that's not <laughs> make him the owner of the newspaper then. Instead of I know Perry what Perry, whatever his name is, is like a Perry White. Guy in, Perry White is a ooh, ironic. Is a guy in Superman. But a things a journal a journalist prob that it's crazy, C- fucking crazy. <laughs> Tell your Pulitzer Prize winning author Kit? don't investigate the story of an alien. What? Don't ever don't ever look into like how the New York Times operates. If the government I leans know, on their editors, whatever. It's like, but this is a m- this is this is movies. Yeah, Mike. that's true. That's true. This is a stock character in a movie that you know <laughs> in a movie I can live in a world where an editor is interested in an alien right. coming to earth and maybe thinks we might sell some fucking papers if we write about this. Sure. No, I, or I it's you. our duty. It, uh, frustrating. Cause, especially because then later we see him. I also like, you know, if a, if a fucking fight between two, al- two aliens, like two superpowered aliens for the fate of, of earth, you know, to, to one trying to deter apocalypse, the other trying to bring it about. If that's not enough drama for your movie, just try like a dash of 9-11 and see where or, that gets you. Or, or the whole salt shaker. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So stupid. Ugh, I hate it. Uh, I do like, though, I think it was a good idea to have like in every scene where Superman is trying to help people, there's always human beings also trying to help. Like I like even when the bus goes off the bridge, they show you that guy like stopping his car and going to try to help. And it's like I do think that is underscoring the theme of like Superman being unsure whether humanity like should I should I expose myself to this enormous risk in order like there's signposts all the way that like people are good. Yeah. And he's being bullied by some assholes as well. Yep. Um, Somebody I, say something. I've got a couple of little are you done are you do you have more no i have more but please interject okay um one thing i like just after watching superman returns uh and they have that really like insane moment at the end of that movie where you see brennan rouse plastic cg face for no reason um obviously yes, there are pla- there are plasticky cg people in this movie but they do it mm-hmm. in such a way where they're tr- where they, i noticed this time that they are attempting to hide the faces and i really like that like for for all the hubris that this movie uh, has in it, <laughs> it's like they knew they knew some amount of limitation and decided to take a step mm-hmm. back. So it's like at no point does the camera push in on super. You know, it, it's 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 
This movie to me <laughs> never looks as bad as Superman in Justice League with his mustache CG'd out. Mustache. Um, God. So, so I think that's very cool. Um, I, 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 we've already kind of talked about this, but I like that they abandon the, they kind of, in some, in, and I think Kit, you kind of called, pointed out that at some point, at, at, at some point it becomes uh, a detriment to this movie, but I do like that they abandon the kind of aw shucks, uh, Clark Kent. Oh, thank Christ. I just, I understand that's like a very important thing to Superman for people, but it was, and I think that is a very bold decision, but I think it is a thing that, uh, if it doesn't work, it could have worked. Um, and I would also say another thing, another really daring thing that they did in this movie is Jonathan Kent's death. Um, you know, in, they changed his death, his death fundamentally, which I think is almost mm -hmm. as, it's almost as like important to the Superman character as like Batman's parents' death. Uh, the whole uh -huh, thing is that sure. is that Superman's dad dies from a heart attack, and it's like it is a it is sort of a a symbol to him. Uh, you know, it's a lesson to him that he can't control everything. Uh, it's sort of it's 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 a thing that makes him humble uh, to some degree, and so not doing that is a very daring choice. And I don't know if it necessarily works um but the ideas that they're trying to instill from the character of jonathan kent uh are almost interesting um anyway i just i like i like the boldness of that um i think that's very cool i, I like it better than a heart attack mm -hmm. for superman at least for this superman for sure um i had a question speaking of dads and death mm -hmm. um the line between alive and dead for Jarrell seems essentially non-existent in this film. Um, or in any of the other ones. Even more. But it's Superman can't like. When Jor when Jarrell shows up, I mean, in in the fortress and, and Superman meets him or Clark meets him for the first time. Uh -huh. To my eyes, that appears to be just a dude walking around. There's nothing holographic about it. And I find it strange that both of them are like, like, both of them are just like so nonchalant about like, well, like the way... like, oh, it's so good. To... What? I just want to say that the <laughs> way the, the way they shoot and cut Jorel, like he, the thing that I think makes him a, a, I think they're going for more of a ghostly effect than a holographic effect, even though he is a hologram. But they 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 put him in way in places that don't make sense right so like if if i've got a two shot of somebody i know mm -hmm. roughly where those two people are but in the way that they cut those scenes with him he'll be in one spot and then he'll be in a completely another spot a completely different spot and it yes won't. so yes i think that's where you're supposed to kind of but it's still i'm just saying like i'm picturing from clark's point of view like the court what to me appears to be a corporeal version of my father comes and announces that he's my father mm -hmm. and i just think it's both of them both from a physical standpoint because i'm like i mean can he hug his son like what can he you, like okay yeah but i mean i would think like if you sent your baby away and then like like for jarell this is all happening as if he's alive he's like i'm seeing my son for the first time in 25 years or however long it's been and on that basis his reaction to it is like 
so mild. He's basically, I think he literally says, like, it's good to see you or it's so good to see you or something. I think he's supposed to be like an AI, though. I don't think he's supposed to be actually Joel. They do say like it's it's a it's a rendering and it's you know you're you, we've we've stored your conscience or something like that. But I don't think the idea But then Go ahead. If that's true either way that well then I would argue well then it's weird that he says it's good to see you I would say but okay so say that's the case why isn't Clark more like what holy fuck this is my dead alien dad like there sure. he's also totally fucking chill with it and suppose uh, it's just a weird scene let's say okay. it's not not how i would react if i encountered a hologram of my <laughs> dead father sure uh, my dead alien father yeah um let's do that cruise minute let's do a cruise minute um, I've got one. Cool. What you got? Uh, this week he shot a scene for Mission Impossible Seven on top of a speeding train. So Ooh, that's cool. Cool. And there's Sounds some like shot- it's gonna be a fun one. It does. There's some shots of him on the train, and he's like waving to people. And then the quote is, "Oh, maybe it's not a quote. Maybe it's just somebody inferring what the quote would be." But it says, "I trained hard for this." anyway it's fun it's fun looking at him on a train and he's waving to people he's got a nice smile that's my cruise minute Mm -hmm. very nice my cruise minute is that as I told you guys I watched Man From U.N.C.L.E. twice in the last 10 days including Friday night so I watched Man From U.N.C.L.E. right before watching this movie and Honest to God, The Man from Uncle is such a good movie that it made me hate this one more. Like, it really, like, seeing a movie, particularly the action in The Man from Uncle is like Guy Ritchie has such an incredible sense of like space and establishing Mm -hmm. like where everything is. It's like what we talk, like, and then this movie, like, I never have any fucking clue where anything is ever. Like, remember the part where. Amy Adams and Superman, they like land in a cornfield and it's our like one beauty shot of flying, like romantic flight in the movie, which I was happy to have at least one example of. Um, And they're in some corn. They're in some fucking corn. So of of course I assume they're at the Kent's farm. I mean, Mike loves corn, so just careful what you say. I'm a big fan of corn. Yeah, tread carefully here, buddy. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out they're not at at Clark's house. Like they're in Kansas, they're standing in corn, they're on a farm, but it's not the Kent farm. Because then he has to like shoot across Kansas to go save his, his mom. Oh, that okay, here's the last important note I'll say. When they kiss at the end, I I was like so upset that that was happening. Like it's like I so don't want to. Oh wait, I have two more. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I was so mad that they were kissing, which like I shouldn't be, but it's also like well, the lines that they both say. Where she, what is, what does he say? He's like, she says something like, you know, they say it's all downhill after the first kiss, and then he says, what does he say? I think he says not with me. Kissing not with an alien or something yeah, like okay. that. So that, Which he said, is I think like, that's only I think that only pertains to humans. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Also, so like you're not. This isn't speed. Like they don't have like cute banter. They don't even fucking know each other. I don't know why they're even kissing. It sucked. Anyway, the best piece of IMDb trivia about this movie Lee read to me reads as follows: This is one of, if not Mayim Bialik's biggest guilty pleasure movie to watch. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's blossom. <laughs> Who? And, and in case you're wondering, Blossom. zero out of three people found that helpful. <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> Lee needs to log in and thumbs that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the lady that played Blossom, and she was in The Big Bang Theory. Oh, and well. Andrew doesn't know. And who. and and Man of Steel is one of, if not, biggest guilty <laughs> pleasure movies. <laughs> All right. Seems like a movie that made like a billion dollars would not be a guilty pleasure, but it, oh. it didn't though. Yeah. It oh, didn't. it didn't? No. Okay. I, I mean, a bad movie might be a guilty pleasure, and this certainly qualifies. <laughs> okay. um, it's it just it also. <sighs> I'm not saying Zod should win, but when you just when you dismiss him as a monster, it feels very much like like the the Superman equivalent of like a hashtag Zod is over party. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it's very much like, oh, yeah, sure. You. Like, like to not to not acknowledge his incredibly salient points, <laughs> or that you're doing the exactly the same thing and just be like, whatever, you're a monster, is like badly done, Superman. Badly yeah. done. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Please but join wait. us next week. What like, is it, Andrew? I'm trying to finish the show here. The listeners want to know what we're gonna watch next week. Well, oh wait, we are now slave to the world engine. That's a good line. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week for a brand new triple feature of Kit's Choosing. Stay tuned to find out what that is. Um, But as for now, uh, Slow Motion Triple Feature was recorded in a random barn in Kansas. Special thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. Uh, If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Thank you.